Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. opened her heart. Did you catch that? You want to know how to pray for the people who don't know Jesus around you that you like, man, there's your answer. God, please. They they don't seem to want to hear anything I've got to say. They, They laugh. They make fun of Christianity. God, would you please, Lord, would you open their hearts to the gospel? Now, Paul received clear divine guidance at this point, right? How do you pray for people who don't know Jesus and who don't want to listen? Ask the Lord to open their heart. It's a simple prayer, but an effective one. Today, Pastor Robert will remind you that sometimes all it takes is one simple prayer. God wants to hear your prayers, and He wants to answer your prayers. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 16, as he continues his message, Lessons from a Leader. Lesson number two. A spiritual leader acknowledges his mistakes and uses them to train his apprentices. A spiritual leader leads from a place of humility, not strength. The Apostle Paul, if you go through and study his life and what he said about himself, what he said about his leadership over and over and over and over again, he talks about his weakness, not his strength. At one point, he apologizes for boasting because he said, you know, these guys, they're blowing themselves up in your eyes by talking about their credentials and their heritage and why you should be followed. He says, listen, if they got stuff to brag about, I've got a whole lot more to brag about, but what good is that? I'd rather boast in my infirmities. I'd rather boast in that, but when I'm weak, God's power. See, that's spiritual leadership. That's spiritual leadership. In what way? Pointing to Jesus instead of yourself. Pointing to the power of God instead of whatever you got going on. You know, the only way we could possibly know that Paul's plans were repeatedly vetoed by God, he repeatedly got it wrong. The only reason we could know that is he said so. That's the only reason we know. Because see, a a strong leader, he wouldn't have let people see that. A strong leader... He would have made it look like that was the plan all along. He was just like testing them or whatever, right? I mean, we, you guys understand what I'm driving at? A strong leader in human terms would not have been so transparent as to say, listen, I, 
I really thought we were supposed to go to Asia Minor, but for whatever reason, God isn't allowing that. And well, then I, I was sure Bithynia was, I mean, that's a logical alternative, but God's, he, God says no to that too. So, I mean, I guess we'll go toward Troas. He told them what was going on. He told his team exactly what was going on. It, the process had to have been confusing. And, and, and just when young Timothy must have thought things couldn't get any more weird, what happens? Paul starts seeing things. Right? You guys, let's read the rest of it. Look at this. I mean, when you put it all together, at least one or two of them must have been tempted to think he was a flake. Verse 8 says, so passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Now, notice here, notice, not everybody, they didn't all see this, only Paul. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we, that's why we say Luke now is a part of the the team here, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, if you've judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Now, listen, footnote, just a footnote. The Lord opened her heart. Did you catch that? You want to know how to pray for the people who don't know Jesus around you, that you're like, man, there's your answer. God, please. They they don't seem to want to hear anything I've got to say. They, They laugh. They make fun of Christianity. God, would you please, Lord, would you open their hearts to the gospel? Now, Paul received clear divine guidance at this point, right? It happened at night, but it wasn't a dream. According to this passage, it was a vision. That means Paul was awake when the Spirit of God showed him this Macedonian mystery man. Now, you have to feel bad for Paul right now. First, he says, let's go to Asia Minor and preach. God says, no, you're not going to do that. Let's go to Bithynia. No, it's not Bithynia either. Okay, no, no problem, no problem. But what do we do now? And finally, God gives him a supernatural vision. I mean, I don't know about you, I've never had that happen. I mean, I would really, really seriously be excited by this because it's, it's never happened to me before. You know, it's, this vision where all of a sudden you're seeing. I mean, if Scripture's any indication... This didn't happen all that often for the Apostle Paul either. It was a rare thing. So why do I feel bad for him? Well, because when they finally arrived in Philippi, the mysterious man of Macedonia that Paul said he saw wasn't there. There's no indication that he was anywhere to be found. Philippi was an important city. It was a Roman colony. Now, 
That means there was a Roman garrison there, soldiers, lots of trade activity because it was somewhat protected. There wasn't the same amount of lawlessness that would have been the norm in the, you know, the outlying regions. But apparently there were so, so few Jewish people living in Philippi that there wasn't even a synagogue. You only needed 10 Jewish men to actually form a, you know, a, a synagogue to, to, to build. But apparently there weren't. So, so they went out to the river customarily to pray they needed running water they needed flowing water for their ritual cleansings before the daily times of prayer so they they went out to the riverside when paul and his team arrived at that place of prayer at the riverside instead of finding the mystery man from their vision what did they find they found they found a group of women praying Specifically, this lady named Lydia. Now, later on, just to acknowledge this, later on when Paul wrote the letter to the believers at Philippi, he specifically mentioned a couple of men by name, Clement and Epaphroditus. Maybe one of them turned out to be the mystery. But but I can't help but wonder at this point in in the experience for them, at this point in their trip, I can't help but wonder if Silas and Luke and Timothy, if not Paul, might have been a bit perplexed. What's, what's going on here? It's just a, I mean, where's, where's the man from the vision you say you had, Paul? Are you just trying to cover? I mean, you did have a vision, right? Well, then where's the guy? You know, it would be wonderful if following Jesus, being led by the Holy Spirit, meant that every single step was made clear from the beginning, and that it followed this logical pattern, this logical, linear, you know, straight line pattern, but it usually doesn't. It usually doesn't. Don't expect God to lead you in a straight line. so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again, or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. 
For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.